Hey everybody, welcome to day two, day two of the Prosperous Private Practice Bootcamp. And so I am super excited that you have decided to join us yet again. If this is your first time, make sure that you head to the link at the bottom at drtk.com forward slash PPP so that you can join the party throughout the rest of this week and also next week as well. And you can also download the workbooks. And so um, I'm going to go ahead and get started because today, today, y'all, is going to be a great day. You want to see how? Listen, let me show you, okay? Come on now. What's today about y'all? Show me some love if you, if you want just money falling on you. Just, just let it rain because we are going to affirm that you are not just a business owner, but you also attract wealth, okay? Like I walk into money in my office, okay? And so, let, wait, let me do it again. Let me do it again, okay? Because y'all ain't uh, hyped up enough for me. So, wish I could play some other type of music here, but you know, Facebook has shut us down. So, let me do this again. Money. Money, money, money. Boxes. Yes, boxes, right? Boxes. <laughs> so, let's get this party started. <laughs> that ain't even a word, all right? Okay, so let me minimize this a little bit because this looks fairly close there we go all right so you all should be able to see the screen now all right so let's go ahead and jump into this party <laughs> people like loving the money let's go all right Welcome to the Prosperous Private Practice Bootcamp. Let's do a recap of day one. And so in day one, we talked about the brand private practice assess assessment model. And so we did a assessment on your blueprint, your five-year plan. Yes, you can go back and watch day one. It is in the bootcamp page. Come on through. Um, we talked about reaching your ideal clients. We talked about automating your systems. We talked about the importance of understanding your niche so that people can know that you are the expert in that particular area in the mental health field because that's why they're going to pay you. And then we talked about the importance of delegating, which means that we have to let go. We have to take off the cap and that we have to allow people to help us in order to truly scale our business. And so today is again, this whole thing is my favorite, but today is definitely one of my favorites because we are talking about wealth abundance okay say that with me wealth abundance all right so in today's lesson the objective is to understand how your wealth mindset directly impacts your growth in business believe it or not yes you are absolutely uh you know we're on to something today because in order for your business to actually grow it's not just about you adding people to your caseload it's really about understanding your wealth mindset your wealth narrative so that we can make sure that you not only make the money but of course you keep the money now in terms of taking action now you know that i really love assessments and so it's time to keep it real as usual i don't sugarcoat anything if this is your first time um, we are going to have a even though i can't see you but you can see me we're going to have a fluid conversation in the chat box i need y'all to talk back to me because i am not about to sit here and lecture 
um, like, no monotone professor for like an hour. Okay. So when I ask you to talk back to me, go ahead and shoot it up in the chat box. All right. So be honest with your answers because we're going to do another type um, of like different type of assessment. So make sure that you run if you don't have it right now, go get your pen and sheet of paper if you don't have it already, because of course, if you're in the boot camp, you're going to get a copy of the uh, prompts to do your abundance assignments. Um, but I definitely want you to follow through because we're going to show you how to develop that wealth mindset today. So let's talk about money because money is sometimes the driving force for people to do business, right? So do you know how much money you are actually leaving on the table each day in your business? And you may be wondering, well, I don't leave no money on the table. I see clients, I collect my bags, my boxes, my coins, whatever you get, but we get boxes, okay? Um, but the truth of the matter is when we are typically starting off in a business, especially if we have not been trained how to do business, um, we are leaving money on the table and you may not know what I mean by that, but I'm going to show you in just a few moments. And so what you don't measure will not grow. I'm going to repeat that. What you don't measure will not grow. Okay. So, um, wealth is basic math. Okay. And if you are a business owner and you have said these words, I don't like math, then your business will not grow. I hope that that makes sense. So be very mindful of the words that you allow to come out of your mouth because they really dictate um, you know, what's going to happen in your business. Okay. Um, so what we're going to do is a wealth assessment specifically for mental health therapists. Okay. All right. So why is wealth important? And you, as you can see, I didn't say rich. I didn't say get the bags. You know, I'm talking about wealth because wealth is more than paper money or what's on your debit card. I want you to learn how to make the decision to understand your cash flow in your business. And believe it or not, the higher and higher you earn, just like at a job, I'm sure that you can think back to raises you received or you went from one job to the next or heck, you went from practicum or internship to the next. You had to become a new person, meaning you had to adopt a new identity. You cannot expect to go from $50,000 to $150,000 and expect that you're going to be the same person. It is not going to happen or you're not going to keep the $150,000 because you're going to blow it as though you only have 50. Okay. So in terms of winning, I want you to learn how to adopt a wealth mindset and decide you will win in your business. Hashtag NMW, which means no matter what. So put in the chat box NMW, no matter what, meaning you are going to win. You are going to understand your wealth. You are going to understand your money no matter what, right? So I see the chat box, ideal and emotions, not numbers, but we got to look at the numbers. Now, yeah, the numbers, once you start paying attention, may make you emotional, but that's a good thing because that's what we teach our therapy clients, right? They have to be able to recognize that there's a problem beyond pre-contemplation to be able to fix the problem. Also with wealth, right, is prediction. So can you predict your income for the entire year? So yes, in DTA, we teach our students how to look at their income for a full 12 months or from January to December and then start over in January. But I'm going to teach you some tips right now because you know I'm not going to leave you hanging, 
right? So this is a breakdown of number two. I'm all about service and impact. Over time, I have recognized through my life experiences, not mistakes, that if I continue to only chase money, because that was me at one point in my younger days, if I only continue to focus on money, I'm actually not walking in alignment with my true purpose, which is everybody has a purpose as to why we're here, right? So this is what my service looks like. I serve a lot of mental health therapists, whether it's through my coaching programs, whether it's through live events, whether it's through other speaking engagements online like this and or through CE workshops. I also believe in making a significant impact. I shared this on the last call. Instead of me being selfish and keeping the information to myself in terms of what I know and what I've learned, I'd rather provide you the tools to shortcut your success so that you don't have to take 10 years or more time to learn the things that I can teach you in a short period of time. So I manifested the ability to live life abundantly and have the best of both worlds, which means that I can be a business owner. If you hear pounding, it's my son upstairs. He's three. He just got home from daycare, but this is real life when you own a home business, right? But I can do all that plus travel, plus have fun, plus self-care, plus, of course, give back to my community, whether it's as a business coach and a psychologist. Okay, so tonight I want you to be honest. I want you to be present. And if you feel uncomfortable, that is good because isn't that what you tell your therapy clients? Therapy gonna get a little uncomfortable. I literally tell my therapy clients when they first start working with me that on some days, you may not like me. And on some of those days, I'll actually stand in like a, a moment of being proud. I mean, low key, when you don't like me, because that means that I've done my job, that I poked the bear a little bit. You need to be poked in order to move toward change, okay? So um, we're going to do a wealth assessment, okay? So what I want you to do in the chat box is I want you to put the first question, which the answer to the first question, how much money do you want to make per hour? Let's just say for individual services. Put in the chat box how much you want to make every hour, not how much you're making, because we know that that number may for some of you be a little different. But put in the chat box how much money you want to make an hour, okay? So I know that there's like a 15 second delay. So we have 150, 150, and the average usually across the US right now is 150. And then of course, if you do different modalities of treatment or your geographical location is high in inflation, then of course you can charge more. So 250, 200, so keep those numbers coming, okay? So the second question is, how much do you think you are worth per hour right now. So I see the range is like 150 to 250. Awesome. Now I want you same people and everybody else who didn't participate. How much do you think you're worth per hour right now? Okay. So I'm going to add some of these in. We got Lori Ford 250. We got Shayla 225. We have Rochelle 250. We have Jessica, 150. We have actually Lori, that was her first answer. How much she's worth right now? We have, that's what I'm talking about, $600. How much you believe that you're worth right now? Um, how much you want? Uh, Nakia, 220, okay? So now let's go to the third part. Yes or no in the chat box. Are those numbers the same? Yes or no? Even if you didn't participate, you can put a yes or a no. Are your numbers the same from 
how much you want to make per hour and for the same line of service, let's just say individual therapy, because you can clearly charge different for speaking engagements, trainings, and things like that. But is your number the same from how much you want to make per hour to um, how much do you think you're worth per hour? So I see way more no's. I see some yeses, which is great. This is an assessment, okay? So you want to write those numbers down, but you for sure want to write them down if your answer was no, okay? So let's go ahead and move forward. Thank you for sharing. So our whole role of being here tonight is being able to take fast action. So I want you to write down on your sheet of paper one word that comes to mind about your emotions regarding the difference in your answers if you had a difference, then I want you to put it in the chat box. So when you look at how much money you want to charge and how much you believe that you're worth, what emotion comes up? So let's just say if I said, you know, I'm charging 100 right now, I really want to charge 150, but I know I'm worth $1,000 an hour because hell, I got a doctor degree. That would just make me sad. It might make me frustrated, right? So what emotion words or what one word comes to mind when you look at the difference? So I'm going to feature a few of these. Um, Joy Joy said doubt, right? We have frustration. We have anger. I really hope that you all write these words down because this is the emotion that you're carrying around with you every single day and these emotions actually get in the way of you raising your prices okay you got it all right look i like this one let me let me feature this one confused like what am i supposed to be doing right fear right keep them coming eager right okay so emotions are going to come up whether they're positive or negative but write that word down okay so let's go a little deeper in terms of wealth abundance mindset keep them coming so how much do now <laughs> let's play another game uh question number one how much do you we already did individual therapy so let's just go to the second one how much do you charge if you do conduct or if you would conduct conjoint or collateral therapy so let's just say you're working with an adult and you just want their partner to come in for one session so that you can assess the family problem and get a better understanding of your client. Like how much would you charge for that? Or let's just say you see a child and clearly a collateral um, is talking to maybe a teacher and or you're talking to the parent like after the session or before the session. How much do you charge for that type of therapy? Put that in the chat box. Because, well, I'll tell you in a moment. <laughs> so, okay, so I see that some people are responding. So... Othea said 250 minimum. Okay. All right. Patty says 125. Candace 120. Amber 120. Okay. So different numbers may be based off of the age of the client, how long your session is with the client, right? But there are a variety. And I'm going to put this one up here because let's be real, a lot of us have this answer and it's okay. If you know that you're unsure, I'd rather you claim that you're unsure and then go look for the answer, okay? So we have a variety of ranges in terms of how much you charge for conjoint. So now the last one is, how much do you charge for couples or families up to four people in a room? So couples clearly is two adults. 
And a family can be two children and two parents. But bottom line is there's no switcheroo with let me consult with your parent like a conjoint session. It's let's all meet together and work on this family problem. So I want you to put in the chat box, how much do you charge either for couples or if you saw a family up to four people in the room, how much would you charge? Okay, so we have a range. We have 150. We have 200. Um, we have 125. And again, these numbers are going to differ based off your geographical location, your level of confidence, um, you understanding your value, um, maybe being unsure. Like you maybe want to start off at 120, but you're unsure. 350. Rochelle is in New York. So, I mean, that's the going rate. <laughs> so people are like, oh, my God. But it depends on geographically where you are people saying not sure but a good rate okay claim it write the number down okay so you may be wondering why is she surveying us why is she asking us all these questions so I want you to think about it we've just went over all the like general services that we provide right like individual therapy we didn't do group therapy but individual therapy family therapy slash couples and then, um, but it's called family therapy if you own insurance panels. And then conjoint therapy. So think about this. Put this in the chat box. And if you don't know, put a question mark. If you never thought about it, let's be honest. How much do you charge for report writing? So report writing is you starting to see a client, you realize they need to be taken off work. You don't have to be a certified workers' comp person for you to support somebody with their mental health diagnoses. So in California, we will go to the EDD um, platform. Our client will give us a code or a number, and then we will go and we will charge them to fill out a one-pager, a three-pager. But how much do you charge for report writing, right? So someone says, I never thought about it. Ooh, I see a lot of question marks. Are therapists taking insurance or private pay? So even if you take insurance, you can do report writing because that's some of the insurances, especially if you're on a private insurance, not like you have a mill you with a school where you can bill everything under the sun, like at our internship sites, like Medi-Cal or Medicaid or Medicare. We're talking about your private practice. So odds are you can only bill individual therapy and family. For some, you may be able to bill uh, case management for like one panel I'm on, okay? So um, a lot of people are saying this answer, never thought about it right so um, because it's external of the insurance panel you can actually let your client know um, and of course you can run this by the insurance and they'll say like I've ran certain things by the insurance company and they'll say oh we don't cover that feel free to charge the client if they need that and then you just have to decide what the rate is and of course a tip I'm just gonna throw this in there is that you want to make sure you understand what you're filling out how much time it's going to consume of your time before you give somebody a flat rate right so some people may charge the same amount that they do for actual therapy. Um, like if you charge them 150 for therapy, you may charge them 150 for the form. But what if it's like a recurring form? What if you fill it out every two weeks because it's for court or something like that, right? Um, maybe it's 50 bucks, maybe it's $35 because you just literally updated the dates that they came to treatment and the prognosis as fair, poor, excellent, <laughs> you know? So it may not be as much if it's like ongoing, okay? So again, I'm going over wealth abundance because we're gonna narrow down to how much money you might be leaving on the table. So. If you don't know how much you charge for report writing, odds are you haven't been confronted with having to write a report, but it's something to think about. Um, now, in terms of your notes, I really want you to write this down, okay? 
Um, there's something called wealth identity, which is what is your money thermometer? Okay. Um, then there's something we're going to talk about in terms of value. Can you charge more based on the value that you give? And then time, you never, never want to get comfortable in terms of how much you're making right now, because as you can see, the rate of inflation goes up every single year. And if you never go up in your rates, they gonna go up in your rent. They're going to go up on your platforms. They're going to go up on that handbag. You know what I'm saying? Like Louis Vuitton had a, a hundred to $300 increase on all their handbags during the pandemic. Y'all, if you like shop there, okay, like stuff is real, okay? So in terms of wealth identity, when you hear money thermometer, what you want to ask yourself is like, what is the amount of money that you believe you can make? Literally think about how you raise up the temperature in your air conditioner or heater, right? You put it to a comfortable level. So I know for myself, I don't like it too, too cold. If I can keep it on 76 when it's warm in the house, it'll automatically turn off and it'll turn back on when it gets above 76. So I'm cool. That's my threshold, okay? Unless it's like 120 degrees or something like that out here. But I know my threshold. One of the issues with you not understanding your wealth identity is that you may be saying, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. Or maybe you join a program and say, they can't help me. The tools are not working. Well, you have the tools, but the bottom line is they're not going to work if you don't believe that you are worth a particular amount. Why? Because you created a threshold of the amount that you believe that you are worth. That's your narrative. That's not your counterpart's narrative. Maybe you've adopted your parents' narrative, but the bottom line is it is your narrative okay yours no one else's okay so let's talk about what wealth is not okay wealth is not you saying but my bills pay that is not wealth you may be like well you know everything is covered that is not wealth that is you living check to check okay next we're going to talk about crunching the numbers because again we're going all the way back to the beginning which is leaving money on the table, okay? So let's talk a little bit about crunching the numbers. And what I would advise you to do is write down your money thermometer, meaning how much do you believe you can make in a year? Because my money thermometer has went over $1.5 million. That's on my vision board. Last year, I put 350 and I made well over that and I didn't even know how the hell I was gonna make it because I was so used to easily clearing individually 150 and then my other streams of income would bring over six figures and then of course if you have team then you got to pay them out and things like that but at the end of the day i had an internal thermometer so that's the reason why my business was not growing i hope that that makes sense okay so now what i want you to think about is we're going to crunch the number so if you don't like math you don't have a business you should probably leave right now but i'm going to make it as simple as possible okay so let's just say for number's sake for this example you charge $100 for individual therapy, okay? Got that? So you can write these numbers down if you would like. Let's just say you charge $100, okay? Then the next question is, how many clients do you see per month? Let's just say you are full-time and you, you don't have other streams of income. All you do is private practice. And you have 30 clients per week. And let's just calculate it times four, even though I know some months have five. So if we do the basic math, 30 clients per week times four is 120 clients per month. 
put a one in the chat box if that makes sense. Because I want to make sure before I move forward, I do not lose you because this next part and the next slide is going to be very, very important. Okay, so $100 per hour, 30 clients per week, time four is 120 clients per month. Okay, so let's say I ask you as your coach, well, Patty, you know, call somebody's name out on the chat box. How many hours do you spend on paperwork per month? And you say, oh, shoot, I didn't calculate that because maybe you don't have the DTA, DTA way of doing notes. So maybe you wait until the weekend to do all your damn progress notes. You wait until it's time to turn in your insurance billing and you wait for a whole month and you don't even remember. This is so unethical, but I mean, people do it all the time. So I'm just going to say it. You wait or maybe you wait until the end of the night to do all six progress notes, which equate to. 30 minutes, an hour, or depending on how slow you type, I'm not sure, or you just type a damn dissertation for your uh, progress notes. Let's just say you um, work a few hours a week. So now you're working 40 hours a week. Everybody follow? So you went from working 30 hours a week to when you have to review your client's homework, maybe they sent you in the portal, you have to review the progress notes to remember what you told them they need to bring for their next session in the portal. You need to write their progress note in the portal. For new clients, you may have to type up their intake in the portal. Um, for new clients, you have to create a treatment plan in the portal after you see them, right? But we didn't calculate any of that. So let's bring all this together. We're going to look at your rate times first the amount of clients, right? So if we look at your income monthly, you charged $100 an hour and you saw 120 clients based off the first number. So you're killing it. Gross though. We're not counting if you do W-9 or you have a corporation, you have taxes. But gross revenue, you make $12,000. You win it, right? But then I'm your coach and I say, yo, what about that paperwork though? If you put 10 hours per week, you didn't work 120 hours, you had 160 hours. So 120 client hours plus 40 hours of paperwork that you never count, because you don't time block and pay attention, you really are working 160. So what I am going to do as your coach is I'm gonna say, you know, you were making $100 an hour, but $12,000 divided by now 160 hours. Oh, no, sweetheart or gentlemen, you're only making $75 an hour. Put a two in the chat box if you received that damn message, because that also means you're leaving money on the table, <laughs> right? Because you don't calculate all of your hours. You don't know where your money is going and you swear up and down, you done made $12,000 and where is it? Because you're tired as hell. You don't have time because you didn't calculate even your time correctly. Does that make sense? 75, you went quickly from 100 to 75. Boom, got something else for you, wait. But there's more, because you know I gotta get extra right now, right? You see me, the spirit is coming over me. You can tell when I'm repositioning myself, all right? So you didn't consider clients canceling their session. You didn't consider a client ghosting you because they did a no-show and you hit them with that no-show fee and they just didn't reply, right? Um, you didn't account for hot girl summer. 
You didn't account for the pandemic. Hell, everybody want to be out in the summer. You didn't account for people wanting to turn up for their birthdays. You didn't account for people going to Tulum because everybody was going there on YouTube, right? And then people are gone for two to three weeks at a time. You didn't account for the holidays. All of them. All of them. If you see kids, you didn't account for, they don't want to see your ass in the summer. They want to break. <laughs> okay? So, with all that said, how much money is really left on the table? So, four weeks on average, if we want to be moderate, because this is what we do with DTA, I give them a little Excel sheet, right? Is we're going to think moderate. So, instead of saying, saying, I see clients four weeks in a month or five, we always want to estimate three. And if you make more, that's great. But don't count the damn fourth or fifth week as income. And my clients can tell you, those who are on here right now, that they have used that fourth and fifth week to pay them, kind of like a teacher, to pay them on the weeks that their clients are not there. So they basically put the money up in a savings account. I hope that that makes sense, All right? So four weeks turns into now three weeks a month. Woo, okay? Then... You still, let's just say, hell, working 160 hours because you're trying to chase these damn people. You're doing consultations. People ain't like, you know, signing up for services. So you're still working. So I'm going to say that, okay, your 160 hours that you thought you were getting paid at $75 an hour has now reduced to 90. And the reason it's 90 is you do 30 clients a week times three. You really only saw nine clients in the 90 clients in the month. 90. If you go over that, that's cool. But what I'm saying is a lot of you depend on everybody going to show up every single time. And yes, that's the hope. But the fact of the matter is people are human. Hell, you, I'm sure you don't cancel an appointment. Something came up. You don't want to get out of bed. Okay. So, so 90 times 100 is $9,000. Put a one in the chat box if you just received that you've been leaving money on the table yet again. Because you trying to calculate your whole life in Christmas break on people showing up every session all the way up until Thanksgiving? Are you kidding me? People take off. Hell, I hope you take off more than just in December. You need breaks. So yes, you were like, oh, I'm making 12000 I can leave my job. Remember, that's gross. You know, you didn't account for taxes and overhead and all that stuff, right? And then you really make it nine? And you just hire somebody to do your social media and they overcharge you? Mm. Now you want to hope. Because, hell, you can barely pay your rent. You get me? All right. So I'm glad y'all received that message. So let's talk about the problem, right? So what is the problem? Clearly $9,000 equals 90 clients. And so one of the problems is that um, you probably have not even learned how to delegate things off your plate, right? Which means that you don't even have time to think about money that's being left on the table. Why? Because you are doing all the work in, the, in your business by yourself. That's what happens. You're thinking that you're doing yourself a favor by saving money. You're actually losing money by doing everything by yourself. Okay. So I've got another surprise. Let's add that you have to add an additional five hours a month because you don't want to delegate. So now if you're on insurance panels and they mess up on your payment, now you got to spend 30 minutes chasing all these extensions on insurance panels. Now you have to call all these people back who've left you voicemails, even if they're not a match. 
right? You get somebody on a consultation and hell, they go over to 15 minutes and you try not to be rude. Whatever the case may be, add on five hours per month at $100 per hour. Um, I'm sorry, that's $500 per week, right? That somebody can be doing work for you, but you want to be stingy, which equates to $2,000 per month. What does that equate to? Your time. So if you add five hours a week for just administrative duties, like posting on your social media, figuring out what you're going to post on your social media, um, posting on YouTube, email marketing, whatever you do for your business, let's just equate it to five hours per week times four equals 2000 You're leaving $2,000 on the table simply because you don't want to pay somebody. I'm not saying that you got to pay somebody the $2,000. You don't pay a damn assistant $100 an hour. But would you rather pay someone, let's just say at the lower lowest level, $15 an hour, and they work four hours a week? That's 60 bucks. But hell, you out there making 2000 Put a one in the chat box if that equates to you. Because sometimes when you're in the motion, I know I used to be in this place where I would say, I don't want to give out the money. But I forgot that I'm actually earning money back because I'm earning my time back, which allows me to do, me and my integrator, um, some people may know it as a project manager, but she does way more than that. But we just actually talked about how after the Dope Therapist Academy launches and then closes like in two weeks, we actually need to sit down and look at our numbers differently for the third and fourth quarter because our business has done um, even better than what I originally anticipated, right? So you have to look at your money. And I also have to give her as a leader myself, which is something you have to learn. I'm still learning too, how to delegate tasks to people so that they know what to do, okay? So getting your time back, all right? So let's talk about some wealth tips. Abundance tip number one is this is why you probably have more month than money. It's simply because you didn't account for hot girl summer <laughs> or kids don't want to see you online because they've been seeing everybody online during the whole 2020. Okay. Number two, we haven't included taxes, overhead, expenses, investments. Am I saying that you should not invest in getting help with your business? No, but you still need to crunch your numbers, period. Right. Tip number three, not understanding your numbers is probably holding you back from leaving your job. I literally had a client that um, she did a consultation. She was actually in DTA. And during the time we had open enrollment for our mastermind, she was actually in the process of growing a group. Her private practice was already thriving, but there were logistical things that she still needed to learn. She contacted us and she said, hey, can I start schedule a session for the mastermind? Because I think I need a higher level of coaching. So I said, okay, you know, we'll do 15 minutes. We literally did our DTA calculator. I went over with her um, what she needed to do because she paid for the session. It wasn't like just a free strategy call. And actually, we did an hour, not 15 minutes. I'm tripping. We did an hour. And what she realized right after she got off the phone with me is that she made way more than enough money to leave her job. So put a one in the chat box if you have a job. But maybe you don't understand your numbers and maybe if you understood your numbers, you would be able to even create an exit plan to leave because then you know exactly what you need to do in terms of your current schedule, your dream schedule and your ideal schedule. Right. So you have to know your numbers. Um, question came in. What about the people just starting off? 
Um, so you're just starting in private practice. The budget is minimum. So um, one of the things that we, for example, and you'll hear more about this during day three, is that we cater to two different levels of clinicians in like our academy. So some of our clinicians are just starting off. And I actually talked about this, I believe, in day one as well. And some of our clinicians are... Um, they are already they already have private practice. Now, one of the problems is the new beginning people think that they're behind because they're in a group with people who have had a practice. The problem is, is that people who already had a practice have to undo what they self-taught themselves that is incorrect to then learn the information again. So my program actually teaches the foundational methods for beginning and advanced solo practice, not group, that is the mastermind, to be able to thrive in a profitable private practice and to start one. And what I would encourage you to do if you have questions about startup is I did four bonus workshops that's in our Facebook group that walks you through some of the things, pretty much I gave you a free checklist that we give our students of things that you need to have in order to open up your business. Okay, so make sure that you check those out in the group, right? So tip number four, you have to create a treatment plan for yourself. Stop just creating a treatment plan for your clients. You need one for your business. So you can only grow from what is measured and you don't know what's measured if it's not written down. Think about that. How can you know if your client's symptoms are decreasing or certain parts of their life is enhancing if you don't have a baseline? You need to know how many times is John having an anger outburst out of seven days a week? If he says seven, every time he comes in, the goal would be to get him from seven to six, six to five, and so forth until he does not have them consistently. Because anger is a very natural emotion. We just want to make sure that he's not hitting nobody, right? Um, other tips. Um, that you may need help with is, did you count reviewing clients' homework and reviewing treatment plans, right? Because that's something that we talked about in terms of leaving money on the table. We don't. We only look at direct service. We don't look at all the paperwork. And one way to look at this is think about some of y'all, ooh, put a one in the chat box if you felt this. So have you ever been at a practicum or internship site and you were collecting internship hours and for, I know, board of behavioral sciences or master level clinicians, they would max out on paperwork working at the county or like a larger institution because there's only so many hours you can collect via paperwork, but you still got to do it. So now you're, but you're not getting paid though. It's internship. So how many of you experience seeing clients, but you can't, you couldn't earn um, hours for certain paperwork because hell, you maxed out. I know that that happened a lot in California. And so that doesn't feel good, but that's the same thing as you leaving money on the table. You were leaving hours on the table, but you just can't do nothing about it then, but you can do something about it now. Tip number two, have you invested the same amount in yourself that you request others to invest in you? Put a two in the chat box if you received that message, and that's going to be hard for some people. Because you put all those numbers in the beginning. I'm valued at 600. I want to get paid 250 for services. I want to get paid 350. Have you invested that amount, whether it's hourly or as a package, to get help for you, whether it's therapy or coaching? Something you want to consider. It's called laws of attraction. You got if you're not putting stuff out there, how do you expect to attract people who want to treat you the same? That doesn't even match. Right. So tip number three, where do you need to add value to yourself? Do you need to go to therapy? Do you need coaching in your business based off of day one? If you were here and if you didn't go watch the replay, the, the, the assessment told you what you needed to work on. And that's not the whole assessment. 
but it's a big chunk of it just so that I can make therapists aware of areas of your business that is typically overlooked, hence day two wealth, right? So abundance tip number four, every dollar you invest, at least the way I look at it, is I'm getting 30 times back. Now, 30 times can be divided into I'm getting my time back. I'm getting my sanity back because I done left this damn job. I'm getting 10 to 20 times my investment back. A lot of my clients put a DTA or whatever program you were in, Dope Therapist Tribe, ECM, uh, CE for CE Workshop. From what the investment you put in, put the name of your program if you know that even with the damn information, you got your investment right back. And the reason I say it like that is my programs, especially our mastermind, is like well-versed, right? That's when people have already built a practice. It's profitable. And now they're moving into streams of income because now they're shark tanking and investing in their other uh, streams of income. And what they have learned over time is even if I don't use all this information now, very similar to DTA, I still have access to the portal. So even though she taught me, if you're just starting off with private practice, she's talking about creating a client funnel. Well, I'm just trying to get my MPI and my EIN number. But guess what? If you're not at framework three, you can come to the other coaching calls in the future. That's how our family is set up, right? So my clients are in there. You guys see it. Like, I don't know if y'all can, uh, these are some of the things. So some of our clients are, they were in our membership, the academy, elite coaching, CEs, getting so much stuff back, right? So it is a must that you invest in yourself with the punch. <laughs> I love it, right? All right, so let's go on. Okay, so I want you to meet somebody. Um, this is Dr. Millie. This was one of my very first clients. Um, she was considered like one of my beta clients because she was in a position where I low-key kind of like pushed her out of my group practice because I was on maternity leave for, I don't know how long indefinitely at that time, I didn't know, but I was on maternity leave for almost a year. And that's when I paused my group practice, but she was in a position where I just felt like she needed to be on her own. And so she wanted help building her business. And so this is part of her story. This is Dr. Millie. She was a government employee. Um, she went from government employee, non-licensed into becoming a psych intern, um, postdoc. Then, you know, we worked on her mindset. She got licensed. And then there was some time that passed. She worked in my group. And then I told her what happened in terms of me having to be out for I don't know how long. I don't want people's, I don't want my business to depend on my health at this point because it was a high risk situation. And so I helped her start her own private practice. And so she went from government employee to full-time private practice. She's also bilingual, which, which meant that she started utilizing her gift beyond even a specialty. She utilized her gift as being bilingual and conducting therapy in Spanish, okay? Um, part of her schedule in the beginning was that she was working before she came over even with me 40 hours a week plus some. She was seeing very high-risk clients. She was on call. She could never take a vacation. She couldn't get a raise, of course, until she was licensed. And then once she came over and then we helped her motivate herself to get licensed, um, she went into practice full-time. She was making 10K months. She can see the clients that she chooses to see. Put an M in the chat box if you want to give some love for Dr. Millie. She now specializes in serving moms. She has a certification in postpartum depression. She does so many things things in her community, but it all started with saying yes, meaning she said yes because she knew she needed help. She said yes because she knew she was not taught this information 
in graduate school? She said yes, because she actually needed to reframe her mindset because this, the licensing exam was pretty scary. There were some situations that were happening. So she had to motivate herself internally to get the outcome. And now she's making way beyond 10K months. She is able to, at least before last year, she was taking three weeks vacations, put an M for Millie. If you want to take a three week vacation, have your clients be sane when you come back. None of your clients have to call 911 because you were very selective with your ideal client avatar and you didn't lose no money because you knew how to understand your numbers. Okay, so let's move on. Um, now let's talk about the how you divide up your money. So put a one in the chat box if you guys are following along because I want to make sure that the internet is good. I want to make sure um, that we're good. So put a one in the chat box if you can still hear me. Cool, cool, cool. All right, so let's talk about some wealth tips. Um, I also have a YouTube video on this, but um, I want you to start dividing up your money into 10, 10, 10, and then 70%. So you should know this if you worked on your credit before. You should be living off of only 70% of the income that you bring in net, not your gross, okay, net. If you overlive that, this is why you're living tech to check. I've been there, I understand, we're human, okay? Um, now, I also suggest that you break up the other 30% into three different areas. So one area would be the me fund. Some of you call it profit first, I call it the uh, me fund. Me fund is for my nails, is for my hair, is for if I want to buy a Gucci rag and if it's not enough, you save up for it, okay? The second part of the 10% is for the abundance fund, also known as an emergency fund, but the emergency fund has a negative connotation with it, so I prefer to call it the abundance fund. And then the third tip is 10% to tithing or donations. If you belong to a church, of course, you tithe to your church, but you can also, you know, if, if your money is in the beginning stages, you tithe your time. Now, I'm not saying give away all your time, but I'm saying you can tithe your time. You can tithe your time to like your church. It doesn't have to be individual therapy. It can just be time at your kid's school. It doesn't even have to be mental health. But these are all parts of adopting a wealth mindset. And my biggest abundance tip is just start with 1% if you are just beginning. Give $1, put it in a piggy bank. That's what we do with kids. But for whatever reason, we created this narrative where we can't give $100, you know, at a time or more then we don't want to give anything. If you are low on funds and you can tie $10 to your church, tie $10. He's watching every single move, every single penny. Tithe, okay? So another wealth tip is if you're not sure um, how to measure your wealth and your growth, then you definitely want to stay with us um, because on day three, we're definitely going to be talking about mindset in terms of becoming because wealth is directly correlated with what you think is possible. So this is part of your workbook and it's going to be flushed out. You're going to make a list, for example, of all of your accomplishments in the last 12 months. So from last year around this time to this year to right now, I want you to simply, you're going to have an instruction to put a timer on and I want you to literally list all of your accomplishments that you have had in the last 12 months, right? Another tip is that you want to identify three lessons that you've learned 
in the last 12 months, whether it be about yourself, your health, your mindset, relationships, because the goal of having life experiences, not mistakes, is that you don't repeat them. And the reason why you actually also cannot make it to your next level of abundance is because your higher power or the universe does not trust you with the next level because they've tested you out five times already and you keep going back and reverting back to old habits. So if you wonder why I've been doing everything I'm supposed to, I've been doing everything I'm supposed to, but you're not. Don't mistake movement for achievement. Just because your calendar is full does not mean that you're doing everything you're supposed to do to grow in your business, okay? Another abundance tip is three investments. Write down three investments that you have made in your business in the last 12 months. So investments can be systems, they can be people, they can be coaches, they can be online courses. But really associate what have you invested to learn the information that you need back. You really got to think about that. You're expecting all these zeros in your bank account. Who the hell is supposed to teach you how to get all of those zeros? Because clearly your job didn't do it or you would still be there or you would want to stay. So if you don't know how to do something, just like we expected from our children, our children are going to come ask us for help. Because what happens as parents when our kids decide to go to the community and ask for help? We get all butthurt. You couldn't come ask me? No. Because maybe you ain't got the tools. Hell, maybe you haven't been modeling what they need to see. Okay? So another success story. Meet Dr. Tanisha. Now, I coached her right before DTA, the group program, launched. She was one of my last one-on-one clients. She was also a government employee, but when she came to me, it was a little different. She specifically said, I need to leave my job in 30 days. I said, wait, what? 30? We can't do like 60? 90 and she was like no 30 and she was like can you help me I said of course I can help you but will you have time to implement it she said I'm gonna go get her I can make it happen fine you know what I'm saying so she had an online course she had her one-on-one sessions and that was it we literally built her a personalized program for 30 days right so she was in a government she was a government employee she moved to full-time private practice in less than 60 days meaning she started her private practice on the 30-day mark and then she started also gaining contracts now one of the reasons why I really love her story is that she's a mom and one of the things that we talked about in terms of gaining wealth back is gaining time because now she is able to attend basketball games because her boys were playing like AU which is travel basketball those schedules are all over the place which meant that she was able to create her own schedule And that is, to me, the ultimate level of abundance and wealth is you being flexible with your time. So she left, y'all, her six-figure job. She was a licensed psychologist when she left. She left her six-figure job to create her own six-figure practice on her own terms. She's still up and running, and she is as full as ever. She is in my area. So when I have clients that come to me with particular even insurance panels that she's on, I'll hit her and Dr. Millia, but one of the positive issues is hell, they're full all the time. And I'm like, damn, y'all popping. You know, and I'm like, well, come on. You know what I'm saying? So it's time for us to go get dinner or something because I want to celebrate them because <laughs> they've been doing good. You know, it's been like over a year for Tanisha and over three years for Dr. Millie. Okay. So also in terms of what's blocking you for wealth is that you want to check your circle. So in your workbook, you're going to be prompted to do some checking of the people who get your time. Personal development one-on-one. You are the average of the five to seven people you hang around. So some of the things that you're going to be prompted to answer, and this may make you sad, but it is what it is. 
How much does your circle make? If they're in your circle, meaning only adults, no children, unless they're your adult child, you have to ask yourself, what is the average uh, annual salary of these people? And if they are on government assistance, don't try to calculate EBT or SNAP card or whatever they got. Okay, they have zero dollars. Okay, so let's just say if somebody makes, you know, five different amounts and you average them out and it equates to $50,000. But you're saying you want to make $100,000. Look at the next prompt. What is their yearly vision? If their yearly vision is to stay at $50,000, but yours is at $100,000, and they don't believe in businesses, they believe in being an employee because they want to have consistent income, not knowing that they can create that on their own. They are only staying at their job for benefits, and they have no other personal goals other than taking a vacation when they're allowed to do so. Then please ask yourself, how are you really going to earn $100,000? You are not surrounding yourself around people that are already making or aspire to make that amount of money. So this is why when I say the word family, I'm not kidding. Like I create communities where there's a no shade zone. I don't tolerate bullshit, explicit, sorry, Facebook, right? But I don't tolerate any nonsense. If I see any nonsense, I will email you, not my team, because you will not drip toxicity in our community. We thrive on having positive people. So I put out there in the universe who I want to be part of my community. And odds are you ain't gonna come if I ain't your cup of tea. It's cool. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm gonna call your ass out. Moving on. <laughs> All right. So bottom line is, and put yes or no if you agree with this. Don't give me advice about my business investment based on the balance of your bank account. Put a yes or a no if you agree. Stand in agreement with me. Let me say that again. Don't give me advice about my business investment based on the balance of your bank account. Okay. If you got $10, that ain't my problem. Don't tell me because some of y'all will want to invest in yourself. You may want to download something for $10 or $2,000. And then you go and you tell a $10 bank account balance person. And then what do they do? They talk you out of it and you're like, you know, you're my people. I know you're looking out for me. No, they're not. They're looking out for their $10 pockets. And you believe in them because you are, you are, I just shared this with my lead coaching clients all today. You are sharing your big dreams with small minded ass people. Some of your parents are small minded people. I'm not saying that your parents or caregivers are small minded in life. But what I am telling you is that if they don't understand entrepreneurship, business ownership, and they don't own a business, how do you expect them to fathom that you even want to leave your job with benefits? Come on. I live that story. Not until last year. I finally told my mama how much I make. Because what is she looking at? She said, is it all in the bank? I'm like, girl, no, they got installment plans like credit cards, you know, for my program. She said, well, you didn't make it then. Yes, I did. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, come on. They're going to discredit you. And some of these people will be the closest people to you. Watch who you share your dreams with because your ass going to get shot down real quick. And then I ain't going to see you again. I'm going to be like, mm, he could have been some. You do not want me to do an Instagram with me seeing your name. And I'm like, damn, we on every live and you still ain't joined? Mm, you could have been some. Right? Like, you don't want me to do that. Right? 
<laughs> All right, so some more tips. Keep them coming, right? Where there is no vision, people will perish. Proverbs 29, 18. You have to have a vision, hence that blueprint. If you don't know where your business is going, neither does the clients that are coming into your business. Abundance tip number two, your inner potential shows you what is possible. So you have to already believe that it is done in order for you to accomplish what you want to accomplish. Before I made half a million dollars in my company or a little bit shy of it, like about something, right? Like 493 or 498 last year, right? I already saw it as done. I already declared it. I made a vision board and I put actually 350, not realizing the times that we're going to go into, not realizing how many people want to become a business owner. So yes, I was blessed, but I could have easily said, I'm just going to put 175, you know, but no, I put like a number that I was scared of. Don't be afraid to write down the number that you're afraid of. Tip number three, goals do give you steps to accomplish your dreams. So there's a difference between a dream and goals. You should know this. You provide therapy. You should be the best people to understand a treatment plan. A dream is the things that are on your vision board. Your goal, which is why I say make a physical or a digital vision board and put it in a area where it's plain sight. Mine is actually on my desktop, okay, where you can see it every day. Because when you're reminded of it, all of your intentional tasks should be directly correlated to that dream. You should not be waking up every day saying, oh, what am I going to do today? No. If my thing says, like, entire family has passports, every day I'm going to wake up and say, how do I position myself to make sure that all of us have passports before the end of this year? Oh, first step, I got to go and find the application because I have to renew mine. Second step, I got to get all of my kids' uh, birth certificates. Hell, I got to order mine from Oregon. These are all measurable steps. You guys know how to do this. But for some reason, when it's not out of treatment with your clients, you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, right? So tip number four, we were not created to be, think, or live broke. Please share with me because I've been preaching this for the last two years. Please tell me a Bible verse. I don't care if you don't believe in the Lord, okay? But please show me a Bible verse where it says, therapist, thou be broke. Like, not for real. Like, please, somebody pull it up. Like, please tell me, because what you could do is you can go to Google and you can put wealth Bible verses, abundance Bible verses, prosperity Bible verses, wealth Bible verses. You will get pages and pages, but you will not see anything that says thou out should be broke in the James King version, <laughs> right? So please stop believing that you are the next generation of whatever maybe even your parents had. Most parents, most goal is that you be better. My mother was proud when I finally told her how much I made last year. She was like, girl, she asked me that question about the bank. But when I explained it to her and I said, but check this out, I predicted my income for the next 12 months or 2021. If I did decide to stop, have a family and be off, I can still run the programs I have not run anything new outside of passive income stuff that can run without me being there. And I can still make over six figures. She said, well, damn, show me, show me how to do that. <laughs> right? So that's the system. They want us to believe that so that's so that they continue to abuse us. Right? Come on, y'all. All right. I'm hoping I'm, hope I'm clearing y'all out with these tips. Also, of course, as we talk about the 10-10-10 rule, allocate your money. You need to put your money on assignment. So assignment is, if I know even that I'm getting the loan, hell, y'all should have did this with your student loan. I know I did it because I had to pay for some of my um, housing expenses. And so if, if Sally Mae back then gave me 
$10,000 a year to live off of, even though we know that ain't nothing in California, right? But I just got a job or whatever. Um, I would say, okay, out of this $10,000, how am I going to allocate this money? And you want to do that because if money doesn't have a place to go, why would it show up? Tip number two, if it does not have anywhere to go, as I just mentioned, I got ahead of myself, more though will not show up because if you didn't do what you're supposed to do with the first batch, why are we going to give you another one? Meaning we mean the universe or God. Okay. Tip number three, go beyond paying your bills. Dream big. If you want to learn about dreaming big, I will make sure, let me write this down. I will post certain podcast episodes for you all to listen to. Dream big and I gotta post this other one too. Okay. So I'll go in there and I'll post direct links to certain podcast episodes so that you all can listen to them. You can listen to them even beyond this boot camp. I mean, hell, I got about 150 something of them, right? So that you can really adopt and learn more about being a business owner, okay? Tip number four, um, you should your goal should not accept living to pay your loans. Your goal should not be, I just need to make in my business like an extra $1,500 so I can pay Navient. No, if your Navient is $1,500, because at a doctoral level, it's for sure way more than that, okay? Then your goal should be to make double that. You don't want to just live to pay student loans. That means they own you. I know we in different times. I know discrimination and prejudice is very much alive. I know that slavery low-key still alive behind closed doors, but now sometimes out in the public. But nevertheless, you going to let somebody else be your master? called Navient, if y'all don't get the F out of here, they are not your master. You may have signed a contract to pay them back, but you do not owe your life to them, okay? So another success story about a DTA student, meet Danielle. She said two of her biggest wins from joining DTA, the Dope Therapist Academy, is that she formed a community, Circles of Influence. She created an accountability group with some partners and they still stay in contact even after the program or her cohort wrapped up. She said it was really refreshing to see a black woman, that's me, psychologist who is of the community for the community. But of course, I attract all colors, just, you know, putting that out there because shit, private practice, profitability is across all colors. Okay. Uh, she said, I pushed myself like I haven't pushed myself before. And I was able to really start to use social media in a way that makes sense for my target audience. So she used what we taught her to then start plugging herself up on social media, okay? So what we've covered so far, but I got a bonus, so hold on, all right? Is we talked about not leaving money on the table, meaning knowing your numbers and what you don't measure won't grow. We also talked about doing your numbers. How much money is your practice really making based on the flow and influx of new clients and existing clients? Then I gave a whole lot of abundance tips so that your wealth is on assignment, okay? So I do have one thing. Um, Anita, are you still here? Rochelle, are you still here? Are you ladies here? If you are, I know that they enjoyed this before. Um, while they are letting me know if they are here, I want to let you all know that we do do the last day um, on uh, Thursday at 5 p.m. Remember to go into the community and engage. Make sure to download the workbook. Anita, go ahead and call in. Rochelle, go ahead and uh, call in. So I'm gonna wait for them like, oh wait, hold on.
All right. So what I want to make sure that people know is that on the third day, oh, there's somebody. Let me see. Hey, we got the baby. Okay, so we got one. There's the other. All right, y'all in here? Can you guys hear me? Okay, so what I want to do just really briefly, because I know we're a little over time, is I'm going to go, actually, this is, I didn't even think about this. So um, Rochelle uh, first, and then I'm going to go to Anita. Rochelle, can you talk about what it was like to get exposed to getting help with your business? Because this was somebody's question, actually. What was it like to get exposed to getting help in your business before you got licensed and before your business even started? Um, it was a bit overwhelming, I will say that, but I was really able to sit and think about what I wanted to um, do. So, you know, you're online looking at what everybody else is um, doing, hoping, you know, that you'll get a piece of what's right, but mm -hmm. to really be um, sit down and plan everything out and not feel um, rushed. Mm -hmm key you know when I came in I definitely had this idea that I was gonna um, quit my job and just like start <laughs> bad idea like bad that and it really did take time but I was really able to um flush out like what I wanted to do and um take my time with it like this is not something that you just want to like whip up mm -hmm. and just you know, I'm going to start tomorrow. No, like you really need to sit and, you know, process mm -hmm. and um, pray about whatever you're going to do next. Mm -hmm. Make a plan, right? Yeah. And then let me ask one last question and then we'll move to Anita because she's in a similar boat as you were when she first started. But it's interesting that you guys are both now at the same level. That is so, so interesting. So can you speak briefly about what it was like for you to then get licensed and then have everything already in place. Because I know that we have people that are not licensed yet. And sometimes they ask, when should I get help? And so how did that help you? I've been in the chat box like, listen, <laughs> I got licensed in October and my website was up on January 1st. <laughs> Everything was set, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, my paperwork was in. Um, I started everything with the um, state, like, um, after being um, licensed. Mm -hmm. But I was able to just and and not be um, stagnant. Yeah, yeah. So, like you said, goals, I'm having your goal. Like, you know, um, what I'm going to do next, like, I knew that I was going to start um, January 1st. Nice. So... So let me just sum up what Dr. Rose said is that she started, she actually started working with me way before she got licensed. One thing that we got clear on is some of the things that she wanted to do and some of the things that she actually was able to do even before she got licensed. And then once she got licensed, she was able to hit the ground running and go back and review DTA because you have lifetime access to the portal, which is nice. Um, so now I want to introduce everybody to Anita. Um, Anita is actually a um, pre-licensed counselor in Nevada, but she has a private practice along with other streams of income. So what has it been like for you to be around other therapists that 
definitely show you some great love, <laughs> um, but also like, you know, pump you up and motivate you to continue on the path that you're on. Um, I love the community and getting everybody like cheering me on. I know when I first came in, I was like, do I belong here? I didn't know if I did. <laughs> and then um, the first time I asked the question, everybody was like, girl, no, you need to do this. You're on the right path. You got this. So I was like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. To be surrounded by everybody who um, sits there and pumps you up and they're there to help you when you need the help. Can you tell? Because she's going to have a podcast that drops soon as well. I do want her to say this so that everybody in the chat box can drop an A for Anita so she can fill it again. Can you let them know what you do? Oh, so so other than being a therapist, I am a full spectrum doula and I am a certified childbirth educator. All right, everybody give it up for Anita. Put an A in the chat box because the reason I wanted her to say that is because that is a super, super awesome specialty. And this is a prime example that she can offer services way before. She can actually offer programs, coaching, online courses, everything under the sun outside of therapy, even before she gets licensed. But what helps you thrive is if you know what direction your business is going. You're getting a lot of love in the chat box, okay? So we're going to say hi to the baby. All right, ladies, thank you so much for showing up. And I'm going to head back so that we can wrap up. Thanks, everybody. All right, everybody else, hold on. I'm going to just transition out. Okay, so put a one in the chat box if you guys enjoy just that mini brief uh, review of some wins. And I didn't even realize when I had like inboxed them and told them, do they want to come on tonight? that they both started with me before they were licensed. And I think that that answers some of the questions that people were asking in the chat box along with our Facebook group, because I think that that's a real factor of sometimes intimidation that we don't want to say, um, which is, am I the right fit for you know what I'm offering? And even just consuming this information, because I'm here over this last three weeks, my goal is just to pour, pour, pour into you as much as possible okay so as a reminder we do meet back for the last day on thursday now let me just put this out there even though it is the last day for my dr tk page because some people are watching it on the regular feed this will not be my last day in the boot camp what i am going to do is and i'll announce more on thursday is that i'm going to be doing some pop-up they won't be all the way scheduled but i will be doing some pop-up Q&As in terms of the program. Does anyone have any questions um, before we wrap up? Okay, so I see that some people are requesting it, um, which is good. Um, Let me just share some wins that came through the group already. Um, I believe her name is Tia. Um, She said, updated my Psychology Today profile, woke up to a new referral from an agency for an at-risk teenager male um and she said quote my ideal client in all caps so show her some love put a one in the chat box for that win in terms of biggest takeaways even from day one some people said i need to stop my poverty mindset i need to invest in myself i need to make a plan and write it down i had no idea that i needed a map like it's a lot of wins under day one and so i want to keep the conversation going i know there were some questions that i did not get to either live and or in the group i'm going to make sure that we attend to those before thursday and go in 
Um, you will find out more about DTA at the end of day three. Um, but right now, I just want to focus on pouring. <laughs> okay. So I ain't going to leave y'all hanging, but I do want to do, I, I do want to do what I told y'all I was going to do. Oh, just FYI, some of you, thank you so much. You're inviting your friends via Facebook to the group. Please make sure, and I inbox some people today because um, it shows me like who invited who. Make sure that if you did forward the bootcamp page to someone that you give them the link which is drtk.com forward PPP. The reason why there's a halt on them being admitted to the group is that we need to, them to sign up through the right way so that we can grab their information, okay? And we got to make sure that we let them, like, you know what I'm saying, be going. All right? So did everybody enjoy today? Put a one in the chat box if you enjoyed today. And as you know, I'm going to let money rain on me. Y'all know I gotta go out with a bang. <laughs> all right, everybody. So you all have a prosperous evening. Again, make sure that you head over to the Facebook group. There will be a area where you can post your biggest takeaway. Start connecting with other therapists. If you if you think the therapists are in your area, ask somebody like, yo, Dr. Rochelle, where you at? Dr. Rochelle's in New York, right? Dr. Miss Amia, where you at? Right? Start connecting with one another. You guys can make this community until, you know, after the boot camp. Okay, so I will see everybody on Thursday. Have a blessed night and I will see everybody on day three. Bye.